Uh-huh. That guy, he's like, he all he does is like regular workouts, and so he becomes a superhero. What? I mean, you gotta do them every day, though. You gotta do them every you day. You gotta do them every day. And it's just not even anything special. You just do the sit-ups, you do the push-ups, you do the curls, whatever else the guy does. And he has a real, he has a real face that looks like he's real sad all the time because uh, he's bored with life. Yeah, I think it's probably just because his costume's pretty meh. He does look like, like he's wearing long johns. Yeah, like he's an alien from a 1950s sci-fi film. Yeah. You know, he's got that look on it. And then he's wearing a blankie for a cape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a little blankie. Aw. 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 Look my little guy. I mean, look, even if I knew what he'd do, like he could do, like I ran into him, be like, oh, look, that's this guy. I'd still make fun of him. You'd still, <laughs> yeah. you'd still be like, listen, buddy, you've got a face that only a mother could love, and your mother told me she hated it. <laughs> 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 what a bird! Take that, Harry S. Truman. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what you resurrected Harry S. Truman, and then you're, you're, you're. Laying down sick burns on him? Yeah. It's my wow. due take. It's what I'm going to do now. Yeah, you're just well, going <laughs> to... Take that, Harry S. Truman. That'll be, mm. your, that'll be your quote everyone will be talking about. Everyone will be saying. <laughs> Ooh, did you hear that Truman burn? Let's go. go. You know we got to keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really want to miss Pop Soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds. Keep it so entertaining. Hey, Pop Soccer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Soccer, where two friends talk the trip pop fantastic. This week, we are talking about Prey. The 2022 Hulu hit, unfortunately, starring Amber Midthunder as Naru, a skilled Comanche warrior who fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Directed by Dan Thatchenberg, also written by him, and Patrick Asen. Who are we? Well, I'm John, Predator audience member, and I am joined by Force, who is Predator Rancotor. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Force? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I should, yeah. Yeah, and that unfortunately was like, maybe it should have been on a bigger screen. That's what I meant by unfortunately. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, it's unfortunate that what it only debuted on Hulu and uh, not in theaters because guess what, John? COVID's over and we're going back to the cinema. Well, there's a lot wrong in that, but I'll let you dissect it and tell us what you think all that means. <laughs> We're going back to the cinema. Yeah, so ER. you did it. You did it again. I don't know mm-hmm. what this cinema is. Is that like cinema on the bay? Absolutely, yes. It's the underwater okay. theater where okay. you see with the fishes. Uh, I think that's just a mob hit. Uh, oh, well. Uh, all of my friends that I've recommended to go to the cinema, I am sorry. I wish you could hear me, but you are most likely seeing with the vicious. 
And here, the worst part is that the only movie that plays at the Cinemar are mm. uh, water-themed, and not even the good ones. It's just a, sh- a shark tale. Oh. So you're not even getting yeah. Waterworld? No, just Shark Tale. Uh Damn. Yeah, and it's just like, uh, it's not even no like deep a blue good, sea? Not a single Deep Blue Sea, not a single Jaws, no Hunt for the Red October, no Master and Commander, uh, no uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, no Cutthroat Island? Not a single Cutthroat Island to be found. The Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, they play a trailer for all of them, and then they never show them. It's just uh, just Shark Tale, and uh, the sound is broken, too, which is understandable because it is underwater. But Yeah, I mean, sound travels pretty well underwater, but it's okay. But, 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 you know, people can't breathe underwater, so... Uh, they're not, you know, enjoying this anyway, <laughs> quote unquote. Have you ever tried to watch Shark Tale, by the way? Nope. I have. It's very I'm bad. I'm sorry. I mean, I did it to myself. You know, you you feel no need to apologize. It, that that's like a, a a pity. I'm sorry. It's not. Like I see. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like you did that to yourself. You deserve whatever you get from it. Not like a real. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. You saw. Shark Tale, I feel so bad. How do you need me to help pay for your therapy? No, I'm just like So that's a self-inflicted movie if I've ever heard one. Yep. Yeah. Uh I went to the theater actually to see it and I uh oh. I, I walked in and uh and Captain Barbosa from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies took my ticket and he said uh you best start believing in Shark Tales. <laughs> Because you're in one. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, Fair it's enough. uh <laughs> That's the thing that like, he said. I mean, isn't that... I'm trying to remember. Isn't that the one that has... Uh, it's got Will Smith in it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is the one where Will Smith plays a fish. And uh, it might be the, the most egregious example of the, of the DreamWorks face. And if you've seen any DreamWorks animation movie from that time period, you know what I mean. That sort of smirky face that every character does uh, in a DreamWorks movie. And uh, the Shark Tale was one of those, you know, one of those uh, real emblematic movies of that sort of time frame. Well, there you go, everyone. Uh, Don't watch Shark Tale. Don't Don't watch Shark Tale. Don't do it. Now, uh, uh, when I did that joke about uh, Captain Barbosa, I, I tried to do the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song, and it did not work. Oh, here we go. Oh, of course, now what works. Okay, never mind. Get no. out of here. You, you failed me. Yeah, just like those <laughs> movies to me, so that's fair. Uh, hard oh! to watch now. Hard to watch now. Uh, you know, hard to watch at the time, I guess. Yeah, for me, <laughs> literally. Extremely hard. I remember everyone, I, I'll tell this story all the time. Everyone, hey, John, you should watch the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's excellent. You'll, it's 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 a, a a good time. You should watch it. You should watch it. You watch it. I said, I'll check it out when it's on the VHS. It was on the VHS. I fell asleep about four times watching. The movie's not even like 90 minutes long. I'm like... 
And guess what? I didn't rewind to go back and catch up what I missed. You didn't I just let anything. it play on. I know I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I was like, man, I should have rented Hook instead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Hook Same isn't thing. bad. Hook's hey, good. I got Bangerang. one name for you. Well, that's a word. I got one name for you. Rufio? Yeah, of course, Rufio. Of course, Rufio. Come on, who else? I'm talking about one kid eating that imaginary fruit. Don't even know what the hell it is. Just goes like Play-Doh. Nah, I ain't talking about that kid. Or the other one that could roll up in a ball for some reason. I don't remember that kid's name. He ruled, but I don't remember his name because he didn't have like that presence like Rufio did. He had he had the gold plated sword for some reason, and he had the uh, the red in his hair, and his name was Rufio. Yeah, Damn, that's a baller name. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he made like the Lost Boys hideout really rad after Peter left. He he installed all sorts of skateboard uh, ramps and stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it was like yeah. He really moved that. He doesn't get enough credit for moving that whole uh, situation forward, uh, even though he seemed way too old to be a lost boy. <laughs> oh, totally. Like at best, he's a lost adult. He was, <laughs> Just... a, yeah. He was a he was a lost kid who needs to start thinking about his uh, uh, Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow lost boys. It is me, Rufio. Can you point me to the nearest tax man? <laughs> Rufy, oh wait a minute! No, hey, uh, this is my uh, doctor. He's uh, he's calling about my physical. Uh, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Uh, yep. Yeah, hold, hold on. I need to find out about my blood work. Yeah, I get that colonoscopy. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm gonna go check out a totally tubular time. You still say that, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, I say tubular all the time, and right. and totally tubular time. I say that too. Oh, excellent. I'm glad we're covered. I'm glad of that as well. Um <laughs> I always like I always like people getting into this part where we're still kinda like waking up even though the sun is setting. Yeah. No, oh, I spend all day waking up. Yeah, um, ditto, ditto. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. Uh so John, what do you think about She Hulk? It's premiering it's already premiered today, so surely we've seen it. I mean, when oh, this um, comes out. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I can follow, follow. It's excellent. It's so good. My favorite part is the theme song, which I yeah. know is super catchy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody because you know how I feel about my spoiler spoilers. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's real catchy. And then um, it's not a very long episode, I'm assuming. Uh, I mean... No, because I watched it through yeah. the through. No, yeah, it's not. It's not all that long. But let's. Can we just? Because uh, we both have seen it and we both know the theme song. So let's just go ahead. You start us off. Let's just hum a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. She Hulk. Yep. Oh God. Yeah, well, you'll have to listen to it to really get the full effect. <laughs> you'll get it. It sounds exactly like that. It's exactly so catchy. Oh yeah, I love the part where she picked up something and then threw it. That yep. part was cool. Yep. And then, whoa, that guest star! 
Whoa. I, I never saw that it. coming. No, I never saw that it. coming. Mm-mm. Anyway, we'll talk about it. We'll have our full review later when we've had time to digest it, but let, trust us. It was us. so Ooh, good. It yeah. is so good. Check it out. Check it out. We got an early screener or something, but... <laughs> I mean, on the day of uh, Thursday, but still, uh, yeah, we're, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, it's great. You got to check it out. It, it's got the pop saga stamp approval because we have seen it for sure. Yeah. The only thing I look, I will admit everybody, the, the end credits are a little weird. Yeah. That was Just, a strange choice. That was a strange choice. Yeah. I mean, I get why they chose that song. Right. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I did snip that. Peel the avocado. Peel the avocado. Peel the avocado. Peel the avocado. Guacamole. Guacamole. I mean, it has. Guacamole. Guacamole. It has a certain amount of uh, color synergy. You got to admit that. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the only song they could get on the cheap. You know, probably a lot more CG, so they're just like, let's talk to Dr. Gene, and let's get the guacamole song. <laughs> and they did. And they know. did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they could afford it. And certainly, it was an interesting, you know, it was an interesting putting it in there. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta give it up to them. They really kind of, they did something different, and I think you got you to gotta acknowledge and appreciate that that bravery it took to to sort of you know put themselves out there um so uh, all in all great an interesting choice for the the end credits theme but uh you know otherwise just just great stuff yeah i'm hoping next one there's like table side guac being made kind of synergize with a little bit more like every episode there should be an avocado or something scene so that way it leads into that and it makes a lot more sense. But you know what? Still a stellar show, and I was really happy to watch it um, and see it. And we'll talk more about it later. Yep. But we have, but if you take away anything from this episode, it's that we've definitely seen it. <laughs> yep. Ha <laughs> ha. Sure. <laughs> um,. But uh, John, have you heard any? Uh, have you heard any superhero or pop culture news since the last time we got together? Uh, here in a new segment on Pop Saga, we are calling "Next Top on Pop Saga News." <laughs> no, it's been a pretty quiet week. Uh, okay. Let's get that outro. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. New segment over. <laughs> oh, no. This has been Pop Saga's look at today's pop culture news. Um, there might have been some things in the news, like a kind of revolving set of news things. Um, <laughs> things that are news. Most of it uh, confusing. Some of it surprising and uh others uh, i guess maintaining the status quo okay i like the i like your approach to news where it is just the how the news made you feel <laughs> well i mean isn't that like what isn't that like what all news does uh y- yes absolutely uh it, it makes you feel and how can you not feel you're a person um mm-hmm. 
But, uh, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> no? Yeah, You're not a person? Been put in question. Oh, boy. Uh, wow. Talk about breaking uh, news. Uh, uh, seriously, I mean. Coming up on Pop Saga later today, John, is he a person? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't know which one you wanted to cut, so I figured the ambiguity would allow us to pivot in any direction you want. I'm, you know, the, I think the major block has been uh, Warner Brothers and yep. um, what they constantly keep doing. Yeah, they're doing a doing lot it. of weird stuff. Yeah, they're, they're all sorts of stuff is tearing up and being uh, torn up and flipped over, and tables are being flipped, and things. The the Warner Brothers is being flipped upside down. Um, and uh, everyone's kind of wondering: is their show safe? And so, uh, Peacemaker safe. James Gunn projects apparently are are safe at. Uh, the WWWB. Um, but maybe some of the other shows that you've been, uh, or movies, I should say, that you've been looking forward to, maybe a little bit in question. Of course, The Blue Beetle is still coming out. No worries there. If you're really looking forward to that movie, you are in luck. It's still coming to theater New Year at some point in the future. Uh, but let's say, were you looking forward to... Uh, the Superman movie that they were supposedly developing there? Mm. Bad news. Bad news. Uh, production has been slowed, and that is not a good sign for that one. Um, were you hoping to hear that the uh, Batman 2 movie was greenlit? Some people say yes. Some people say no. But one way or the other, they said it's years out. Yeah, the you, yeah you want a good new a new Batman movie anytime soon? Uh, too bad. You're gonna have to watch uh, Black Adam over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, because that's all you're getting. But uh, were you looking yeah. forward to uh, uh, the Black Canary movie that no one really knows anything about, but they mentioned right. they were doing it? Yep, apparently good that's news. still good. That's still coming. And guess where it's going to? You know how this new CEO he said, "Hey, I don't want any of the of our big tentpole DC movies coming to HBO Max, and of that's course. why Batgirl is getting the axe." Now, where do you suppose this the uh, uh, Black Canary movie is going? Well, theaters, logically. Logically, of course. Wait a minute, what's that? Hmm. I'm hearing it now through my earpiece. Oh. Uh, no, it's going directly to HBO Max. Mm. <laughs> That seems counter to their strategy, John. What's going on? I I, I don't know. Up is down, left is right. Everywhere yeah. we're twirling, twirling, twirling. Perhaps you were excited by the return of Milestone Comics. Perhaps you were excited by the... I, by the, I mean, I you should be. Uh, and perhaps you were excited about the news of a Static Shock movie coming to theaters near you. Well, sorry. <laughs> it's in the fucking can i mean they said they uh they said that production has slowed on it as well the same thing with the uh jj abrams tana tashi coats uh uh, uh superman, superman movie. movie yeah both of those are on hold and that's never a good sign in the old film industry 
sounds like a plan. Hey, did you really enjoy the Greg Berlanti verse and really think that, um, you know, he did a really bang up job with his uh, Arrowverse and, you know, Arrow and Legends Tomorrow and all that? Well, cool. He might become DC movies Kevin Feige. Oh my God, is that true? I yeah, have not I've seen that. I've seen that rumor jump around. <sighs> I mean, listen, he did a he did a great job for the most part. I mean, he really captured a lot of people's imagination with the Arrow and the Flash. You know, his his vision petered out a little bit maybe towards the end there, but uh, uh, I don't know. Do you would you have a lot of faith in that uh, in that? Uh, assignment uh, well i so i'll put it like this i'd be interested to see what he could do if he had a real budget i'd give him one yeah you know okay because like i think that's really what hampered a lot of the cw shows that and the fact that they all tonally were the same after a while like I was yeah. really hoping, you know, like Arrow, sure, make it, make him your Batman. You're not gonna get Batman, so just make him your Batman. Make it dark and whatever. But for the Flash, was like a real good chance of like some real fantastical episodes where you could do time traveling and have fun with it, and a bunch of, you know, like make that a real cool sci-fi show. It just turned into he was sad about stuff, and then Supergirl, who's a beacon of light and hope. Uh, just turned into a show about distrust and sadness. Mm -hmm. And the only show that really seemed to get it was Legends of Tomorrow after the first season when they realized, hey, you know what? That was too serious. Let's just ignore all that and let's just do it our way. And it turned yeah. into a, a show fun show. Good. Yeah, I think it was, it was, I didn't go, what am I going to watch today? You know, instead it was just like, oh, this should be fun. Um, and that's what I think it is. So, you know, it's kind of like you said, mixed bag. I thought his crossover episodes were pretty good. You know, kind of how they did everything, given the budget like concerns and stuff like that. And I'll take any of those shows over uh, Titans any day of the week. Oh, so, sure. so, yeah, I give him one. I give him one. But, like, yeah, yeah I don't know... I like I don't know who your equivalent of Kevin Feige for the DC universe is. Right? Like you need yeah. someone who's really architect and shit. And you need people who will give that person, whoever it is, the runway to do it. You know, like yeah. you need to be able to execute on it and you can't get mad if like a couple movies don't make a billion dollars. The thing is, like, I thought that the I thought DC in its film arm was had kind of settled into something that was interesting and unique and something that I was uh, excited about. Uh, like just with random the Zach, shit. Yeah, like just <laughs> like Marvel's got all this interconnected stuff. It's gonna be really hard to catch up to them. I feel like by the time they do catch up to them, people will be so sick of this format that it'll be like they'll they'll just like have totally missed the boat, but. Like, they were hiring interesting directors to do, like, interesting takes on characters that didn't have to be connected, and I think that's cool. Like, I, I think the Batman really benefited from that disconnection, and uh, I think to a certain extent, if you like those kind of movies, certainly the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix was, 
received well by some and people like that movie. So I think that that it was an interesting way to differentiate themselves. And I thought, and like you could have like little interconnections and crossovers, but that seemed like a cool different way to take it. I, I mean, look, uh, it, it felt like the conceit of someone saying, look, we're not going to be able to mimic what they did over there which is fine. You find, you forge your own path. You come up with something different. But again, it was just like these disparate disparate movies where everyone's looking for some form of connectivity or some sort of cohesiveness. Cause you know, you're going to want to see your justice leagues and uh, green lanterns, and you're going to want to see these big characters. But if you're just like, we're going to do a Joker origin movie. It's not a bad movie. Look, I'll be the first one to say it. I think Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job in it as the Joker, as a Joker. Certainly the most realistic of the Jokers. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but did I need it? No. <laughs> right? Do I need the sequel that's coming out with uh, Harley Quinn that's going to be a musical? Maybe, if the Maybe. rumors to be correct. I, oh, mean, I mean, yeah, you get Lady Gaga, of course, of course. She's probably fantastic. Yeah, I'm not, but do I need that one too? No. But, not really. <laughs> no, but if the first one made almost a billion dollars as an R-rated comic book movie, they're going to definitely do another one, you know, where, you know, do I want another The Batman movie? Yeah. Yes, please. I really enjoyed it. It was a probably my it is my favorite Batman movie. Um, yeah, make a, make four make it a four hour one next time, please. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll watch a five hour Batman movie. If yeah, it's like I will. That. I will watch him literally go through a library for half an hour to find what he needs. I'll watch yeah. that because it'll be riveting. But do I need an Aquaman <laughs> sequel? No, not really. No, <laughs> not particularly. You know, but again, I understand it did well, so you're going to make that. But at some point, either you got to try the unify or you just have to stick to a plan. Whatever that plan is, just stick to it. And to your point, people are starting to get tired of the Marvel method. You know, you're, you're hearing like, even though they're doing well and still hitting their box office, they're not doing it as fast or people are starting to get burnt out because that is a majority of the movies in theaters, I swear, or at least the ones that have the advertising money that keep advertising. So yeah, getting like I mean, their... they're still doing crazy business, right? Yeah, but, but I think that the like the most sort of understandable and uh, understandable and sort of logical critique that I've heard about it is that people feel like you have to do too much homework in order to understand a lot of the movie. And while I think that some movies, that's not necessarily true. I think you can enjoy it just fine without knowing everything that came before. There's like a huge layer that you'll be missing out on if you don't know it. So I get that. Like, you know, not everyone wants to watch 20 hours of movies to <laughs> to figure, to like, be in a, on the joke, you know, halfway through this Doctor Strange movie. So then do these movies honor... Stan Lee's missive of every comics is someone's first comic. I mean, not really. <laughs> right. So then maybe, you know, the fragmented DC verse makes sense. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. really matter what happened in the last one because the last one is, uh, we don't talk about the last one. 
We don't talk <laughs> about the last one anymore. Uh, the 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 Flash pushed pushed a truck. That was the most exciting part of it. You know, yeah, don't even jeez, don't even get me started about that. You cancel him this, you cancel Batgirl, you do all this, and then you have all that stuff with that movie, and you're just like, really? Well, I really? hear, I hear, I've heard that they are. I've heard rumors that the its cancellation may be imminent, and and people are saying, you know. Has has this movie sort of destroyed the the DC universe as we know it? Uh, I don't think so. I just like why do you want that one? Like, the, right? That's more my problem. Like, I wish people could tell me why these movies. You know, like the 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 constant calls for this Snyderverse. I get it. Everyone has their fans and stuff. Yeah, you can really, like it. It's fine. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. But my thing is, I'm just like, why do you like it? <laughs> like, please explain to me why these are good movies. Because that's the thing is, I can look over on the Marvel side of the fence, or independent side of the fence, and say, oh, that is a quality movie that you know is absurd by nature. But these are just like weird power fantasies that have gone awry that I do not understand and I don't want more of like, no, uh, I want my Superman to be Superman. Like I need someone to understand what he represents. I want my Batman to not murder people and be like, well, you know, he's bitter and angry. And guess what? If he doesn't murder you, he'll brand you. I don't need that. That doesn't, I don't need Batman is already enough of an edge Lord. The last thing I need is for someone to take this interpretation, well, my Batman kills. Like, you know, Wonder Woman probably, I would say probably the most successful out of all those to me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even then, you know, it's just like, depending on which movie she was in, it was either great or, uh uh-oh, someone doesn't get this at all. And that level of like inconsistency just made me go like, how do you people see and think that these are like good movies? And like, just like, well, this fight scene slaps. Like I saw someone talking about, they gave us this and it was the portal shot from Zack Snyder's Justice League. Granted the best version of that movie you're going to get is his definitive version that they put out. I, I will admit uh, it. No contest, no contest. Right, yeah, definitely. It is a, it's a fine movie in that regard. But it was somebody who's like, they gave us this and we never got any more. And it was just Superman staring at Darkseid through a portal. Yeah, I saw that exact same clip and it was on Reddit. And yeah. the person said, I can't understand how DC fans can see this and say, nah. And it was like, it, all it is is like a bunch of weird looking <laughs> Justice League. It was a bunch of straight, aside from Superman, everyone looks kind of off, like a little off model uh, asylum version of <laughs> Justice League. And they're all staring through basically uh, like a mirror at Darkseid. And he's Darkseid is just like a CG monstrosity who is just like, oh, this guy's not going to age very well. <laughs> and he's just like breathing heavily. And he's like, this is, this is what you want? You want this? You want this is the cool this is what you've waited for forever is this just like them staring at each other and that's like that's what you want? Okay. 
I don't. I didn't think it, it like I don't look back at that movie and I think about that part as like, oh yeah, that's when it really all came together. Uh, yeah, that, no, not really. Like that that was just like one part of the movie and it felt really tacked on. It felt really like they were just like, oh oh, here comes Dark Side, <laughs> yeah. and Dark Side was there. And it's like, why did we watch? Like if he was there the whole time. Why the hell did you watch? Maybe watch an entire movie where Steppenwolf is the villain. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then he then kidding? he shows then he shows up. He's like, and, and we're gonna remove him and put. Yeah, it was just like no, no, like this wasn't this wasn't for me. I don't want more of that. So I would I will welcome other interpretations. So I would even go with their original plan of just saying fuck it just do a movie and it doesn't have to tie together if it gives me the the character as they should be portrayed and i'm not saying one particular way but by their ethos and like you know like how they behave as a character that's what i don't want them portraying that however you interpret it costume it whatever who cares as long as that the spirit and of the characters there that's more important to me than someone just going ah fuck it i'm just gonna do what i'm gonna do anyway yeah a lot of people seem to place as a ton of importance on how uh, a character looks uh and what actor is playing them but i think what the Zack snyder movies has really uh, have really made clear to me is that it's more important to me how the character behaves uh, and does that feel true to the to the the spirit of the character that I'm a fan of for many years from the comics? Because otherwise, just do your own stuff. Like if you want to take something and completely change it from its source material and make something totally new, then you should just be making new stuff. Like Zack Snyder, he made his like zombie movies, and and then he made a safe cracking movie that I guess was kind of related to the zombie movie. Yeah, and now it's he's in the making. Yeah, and then now he's making a, 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 the movie. It was going to be a Star Wars movie, and they said, hey, no dice. You don't get to do a Star Wars movie. He said, I'm going to do it anyway, but it's not we call it Star Wars. Good. Good. You make your not Star Wars. You make it however you want. You put any sort of like ju- uh, junior high school philosophy kind of stuff that you want in there. Yeah. Any a- Ayn Rand sort of stuff that you don't really understand. <laughs> this is mean. I don't mean it, but... Uh, but mm. uh, uh, but you put it in there and you do whatever you want and that's your thing you can go, you play in your sandbox and you do whatever the heck you want uh but uh you know just like then do something else if you're gonna totally just kind of misunderstand characters then just like make your own characters and then then no one can accuse you of misunderstanding them because guess what they're yours that's it they're they're yours to interpret. Other people will get pick up what they want, but you know what they really stand for. And I'm, yeah. yeah, knock yourself out. But like to take away the ability to get a new Batgirl or, you know, potentially other characters of this just because they're like, eh, I don't know. We don't really know what we're doing. And we don't really have someone to shepherd in what we're doing. And instead, what we just get is this like really feels like. The feels like someone just like, what is the maximum amount of money we're going to get from each one of these films? And that is what we're truly basing all of this off of. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, A weird choice, but now I guess we're, you know, they're stopping all of that anyway, and we're getting something. I don't know. They're going to, it'll be 10 years before we get anything good, and they'll slowly build to it. Uh, Listen, uh, you know, 
uh, new WBCO, WB Discovery, uh, maybe your ideas are great and this is going to work out fantastically. Uh... I will say this. I used to like Discovery Channel. Don't need more. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Not a great track record as far as uh, as as far as like your past works uh, and I'm concerned. But what do I know? I, I'm not running a big company. I don't know nothing about uh, nothing at all. Now nah, you give me that fortune fire, and we okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, broken clocks. You know what they say. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we'll round out this uh, this uh, Pop Saga News Corner by uh, saying that the uh, Secret Invasion uh, reshoots have wrapped. And uh, so we are going to, any day now, we'll be getting some cool Secret Invasion stuff with Samuel Jackson. But he posted a, a picture on Instagram with him wearing his Nick Fury t-shirt to announce that the, the filming principal photography is wrapped on Secret Invasion. So that's exciting. Can't yeah. wait to see the scrolls and what they're up to. And look, D twenty three is right around the corner. We're gonna have so, a lot of exciting news coming out there. So be- you know what? Plug your ears. Don't look at the internet and come right to Pop Saga for all of the latest news a week late. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we we can also be late on the um, for some strange reason. Uh, Disney and Marvel is doing a games showcase in September. We talk about that too. A week huh. late. Yeah, okay. I said the same thing when I saw that. I was like, interesting. So they're going to talk about the delayed Midnight Suns and... <laughs> oh, I'm sure, because when they went through the, the the little teaser trailer that they made for it, you know, that was definitely was featured prominently. And I was just like, is that why you delayed it? I think partially it was delayed because of uh, Gotham Knights. That's my... Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, you know, also games are hard and sometimes to make them a little bit better, you need to take a little bit more time. I'll always take that over trying to rest something out and then try to fix it later. But absolutely. It With, here's my caveat, late. though. I want to mm. put a caveat on that before we move on. Okay. It's okay to delay your games as long as you are being good to your devs and you're not like it's not delayed and that it's going to be crunched till the end. And they're just extending that crunch time. So as that's long fair. as you're doing that, I'm yeah, cool with fair. it. But treat your devs well. Otherwise, who else is going to make the games you love? That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been Pop Saga News Corner. Next up. Prey Review. <laughs> that's now, right. You're really getting your money out of that sound bite. I, oh, man. It is the uh, it is apparently the sting for the great uh, Great Britain's news channel. <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> oh, it's the, I thought it was this. I thought this was the Great Britain's news channel. <laughs> Uh, but nope, no, it's that's uh, what it is. But uh, that's right. Uh, we're gonna do something a little bit different. I just sprung this on John, so if he seems uh, unprepared at all, this is all my fault. But. Uh, I, uh, we're going to, instead, we're going to talk about Prey a little bit more high level. We're going to review it and then give it a score at the end. And we're going to split it up to sections and talk about it. But the thing is, I like Prey so much, not to tip my hand, but I, uh, liked it so much. I think that you out there who you're listening to this, if you've not seen Prey, you need to see the movie. So I don't want to spoil the whole thing. I don't want to talk about the whole thing. I just want to talk about the, the, some of it, you know, in general terms. That's fair, but you know, uh, can you please still? You still have to do the. Come on, 
Uh, what, what? <laughs> you know, you got it. You still got to invoke. Make sure the spoiler witch. Oh, I'm sorry. Talk. Yes, you of course. Oh my god, to. I can't believe I for, almost forgot. Yeah, that's right. You're totally right, uh, John. So let's first uh, get, get the let's first get us in the mood with the spoiler and uh, the spoiler witch's uh, music. Here we go. Yes, excellent. Yep. Uh, spoiler, spoilers, uh, double uh, broilers, uh, secrets burn, and uh, cauldrons bubble. The spoiler which has now been invoked, and uh, by the rites and ancient passages that were handed down to us by our ancestors, uh, the spoiler which can no longer attack us in our sleep. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you for doing that. I never feel safe until we do. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll hear uh, her uh, scrabbling at the edge of your bed uh, come midnight, and then um, uh, and then you'll you'll be gone, and uh, no one will know why. But it's because you spoiled something without invoking the spoiler witch. So if you're out there and you're about to spoil something in a group of people, please uh, keep this in mind because you don't want to be visited by this uh, this this tough customer. Here, 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 here. In- indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's talk about Prey 2022's Hulu exclusive, as you said, unfortunately, not released in theaters, but a continuation of the long-running and terribly uneven Predator franchise. Come on, kill me, I'm here! That's right. That's a little clip from the original Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Indeed it was. And there he is, uh, Larry Predator himself. Uh, Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, And uh, so this was kind of a... Did you... What was your reaction when you first heard the news that they were making a new Predator movie? And they were like, okay, we're not going to call it Predator 2545776. We're going to call it... So I think I heard about this when it was called Skulls. Oh, right. Yes. Which was honestly, uh, uh, I'm just drinking water. So Mr. Fancy there, uh, which I might as well be. I should have be drinking water because I am drinking Rainier, Rainier beer, the Budweiser of the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Mountain Fresh established in 1878. And naturally brewed, whatever the hell that means. Says nothing else about it on the thing. They're like, ah, it's bad. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my water's salty. Why is it salty? Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Stop drinking that water. Nope, I'm going to drink more of it. <laughs> I'm going to give myself dysentery. <laughs> whatever you get from salty water, I don't remember. Uh, definitely dehydrated. No, um, I heard about it when it was Skulls. Where they were trying to go with the premise of not telling anybody it was a Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Right? It sounded like more like a haunted like area where people were being hunted by something. And then you discover it's like, oh, snap, it's a Predator. So that kind of premise made me go, yeah, well, you know what? It's better than the last bunch of them. So, sure. And then when it turned into Prey, I hearing the premise, I said, well, that sounds neat. Why not? Yeah, and it was definitely a novel approach and something that they had, in previous Predator sequels, they had kind of tried to up the ante and add something new by just adding more Predators, basically. Both the Predator and Predators have to do with, like, one regular Predator you you recognize, 
and then a new breed of taller, stronger, buffer predator that's going to kick the shit out of that old stupid predator. Yeah, he's so this this Chad predator so Chad, he doesn't even need like plasma yeah. casters and weapons. He'll just rip a predator in half. Yeah, he'll just rip his head clean off. Yeah, in The Predator, uh, it was literally the, the predator came to Earth to be like, uh, humans, whoa, uh, watch out, here comes, there's another predator, whoa, he's here. And he just <laughs> kills him right there. And then, uh, what, Ho- Hoyd Holbrook, or whatever that guy's name is, he uh, he ends up killing him seemingly like hand-to-hand combat, which makes no sense because he ripped a predator's face off. But still, uh, bad movie. I heard some takes that were like, the uh, movie's pretty good. And I'm like, nope. what? No. No. Now, no. granted, I the only time I've seen that movie was on a 16-hour plane ride. Uh, I, so it might have been in the environment, but nope. uh, did not care for it. Yeah, can confirm. It wasn't the environment. It was just the movie. It was not, um, which is a, sort of a shame. You would think that, you know, Shane Black, the writer of the original Predator movie, you know, he directed uh, Iron Man 3, a lot of people's favorite Iron Man movie for some reason. Um, Man, I forgot Iron Man 3 even existed. Well, I get That's the lot. one with the kid, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the one where he, Tony Stark is Iron Man, and he doesn't need the suit. Right. So the suit doesn't work through nine-tenths of the movie, and then you get the cool house party protocol. And then, like, you get to see some cool suits and some other suits. You're like, Tony, uh, how poisoned were you in the second movie that you thought the suit was a good idea? But <laughs> Just know. when you thought the moment had passed, you went and saved all the suits for last. Yeah. Yeah. And that when that song played, that's when I had it. it eh. But, I mean, like, you would think that the Predators or the Predator... God, that's the other problem. Just give me a number. Yeah. Holy jeebus. Give me it a number. It could be Predator 3, uh, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's know okay. why you're just like, there was a Predator 2. It wasn't called Predator Concrete Jungle or Predator, it was a hot one down in LA. Yeah, Predator, <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Yep. It was none of those. It was just two, and I knew where we'd stood. The first one was called Predator, and I was like, got it. First one. Predator 2, great. The second one. Predators. Hmm. The Predator. Huh? Anyway, like, yeah, you were hoping that one would be hit. It definitely, uh, I, I don't really like talking about it because there's a lot in that movie that makes me literally pretty uncomfortable to talk about. Especially, yep. yeah, so just, uh So anything that wasn't that, I was on board for. Um, When I heard it was going to be, like, uh, streaming service only that made me kind of go like hmm. oh, definitely maybe. i think when i heard it though that was when a lot of things were going to streaming just because because of the pandemic and that didn't really bump me all that much when they kept it that way then i was like uh-oh <laughs> like when, the, when things were like actually making a ton of money going back into theaters and it seemed like a stupid re- uh idea not to release it in the theater then that kind of uh it made the hair stand up on the the back of my neck a little bit, but uh, I still had faith because I generally like Dan Trachenberg movies uh, quite a bit. Uh, I really liked 
10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that's good. I, I think, I mean, Cloverfield, I think it's like one of the few good American kaiju movies. Like, I was trying to think about it. There's not a ton of them. You know, Pacific Rim is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but that's like, you know, uh, kaiju versus mechs. And that's a little bit different. As far as like a straight up kaiju movie, Cloverfield is one of our better ones made on these shores, I'd say. And I thought that the the premise of 10 Cloverfield Lane took the universe and expanded it and made it and like did a, a smaller scale movie that was actually a lot better from an acting perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, and, you just weren't nauseous. Well, yeah, yeah. It, uh, that's wow. what I'm saying is that I think that Cloverfield is a good movie. I don't think it will age that well because... I think that it, I think that the whole found footage thing is going to be something that we look back on and are like, mm. you know, there's some good examples, right. but I think it kind of became a, a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Blair Witch Project, like yep. even watching, I was kind of like, mm. and now I'd be like, holy shit, we thought this was not only scary but real. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, got, I literally got into an argument with someone because uh, they're like, I saw the documentary. And it was like that. Uh, that I was like, it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> I don't think they're doing news on that sh- channel. Definitely don't not. Don't you think this they, would be everywhere? Yeah, I mean, they gave us that damn. Uh, they gave us that the TV Dune movies, and they're not really known for their reputable content on there. So, like, I don't Ooh, think yeah. it's real. Yeah, Ooh. it's Candy. Did he say Candy? Sure. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> sugar, sugar, do, 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 give me that spice right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, but, uh, I, th- I thought the director was like, uh, I haven't really seen his, uh, Planet of the Apes movies, so I didn't really have an opinion there, but I really loved, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and, um, and so I thought, you know, this is someone who can make, who can take a concept, who can, uh, adapt it and honor it but still create something that's original and interesting so i was on board um and then i heard the that it was all about the setting and uh the fact that it was going to uh take place in early uh, america and it was going to be involving the uh comanche nation and i thought that was rad as hell I thought it was rad, but also, you know, until I got more news on it, I was a little worried. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, the, definitely it was like, it was like, okay, if this is done well, it could be good. But you didn't yeah. really have assurances that it it would be until later when they were like, yeah, we're, you know, the we're casting uh, people with that background. There are people involved in the production from that background. That's going to be, it's going to be... Uh, they're gonna go to great pains to ensure its authenticity, uh, and they've largely succeeded. I haven't heard a lot. Of, I haven't read a lot of stuff that has. You know, I can't say first person that they did, but I haven't read a lot of stuff that has been saying uh, that they really fucked it up. Yeah, me neither. But you know, like again, I don't have a, I don't have a say in that. Uh, in that at all. So if someone wants to educate me on that, feel free. But I I haven't seen anything, haven't heard anything. And watching it, it didn't, I didn't really have any moment that made me go like, ooh, I don't think that was good. Uh, I don't think you should have said that. 
So no, there was nothing, yeah, nothing about like that. it that made you cringe. Uh, nothing about it that made you sort of uh, uncomfortable and squirming around in your seats. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like watching an episode of F Troop. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, so, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, it was just one of those. You know, I heard about it, and I was like, sure, at this point, I I don't think they could get any worse. And then the more you heard about it, you're like, yeah, okay, this seems like maybe there's something to here. But definitely the premise of kind of just stripping it back was, uh, was a welcomed um uh, for me, like it was like a welcome point for me, made me feel more comfortable. Because to your point, the escalation game between all these, you know, predator movies was just okay. This is too much. Everything just got bigger. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually said that he had something to do with the Planet of the Apes movie. I was wrong. I don't know where I got that information from, but he, sort of crazily enough. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg has like directed very few things. Uh, Prey being his like his second major motion picture after yeah. Clover Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, That's he, crazy. I know. I know. He, well, he got a lot of uh, uh, eyes watching his uh, Portal like fan movie he made. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Portal No Escape, the short back in 2011. Yeah, that, that, um, that got people paying attention to him. And like you said, 10 Cloverfield Lane was, you know, for kind of like a real intimate film was really was really enjoyable. And John Goodman was, you know, I loved him in it. So. Yeah. I, he also, <laughs> I've never heard of this show before, but he's also the, he wrote the theme song and created the theme song to the Totally Rad show. 30 uh, episodes back in 2000, from 2009 to 2010. Sh- yeah, totally. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, that's crazy, though, because it, it, in 2016, he makes 10 Cloverfield Lane. He does one episode. He directs one episode of Black Mirror, one episode of The Boys, and then so Black Mirror is in 2016. And then 2019, one ep- episode of the of The Boys, and then an episode of a show called The Lost Symbol, which I've never heard of before, mm. and then Prey. His next uh, his next turn in the directing chair will be episode 1.1 of the Waterworld TV series. Well, you know, you can't always have winners there. You can't and... win them all, and yeah. that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts, though. What an incredible sophomore uh, outing, sophomore movie outing. Good for him. Good for Truly. him. Truly. Yeah. Oh, but it says here he's a podcast host as well. Mm. Mm, okay, now he's well, on my shit list. You know, yeah. he is against me. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to rent out any... Uh, uh, uncomfortable theaters from us. You hear us, Dan Thatchenberg? <laughs> I'm not coming to your show and sitting just... all the way up in the balcony and sweating my, my nards off the whole time. You better believe it, Trachkenberg. Yeah, just because Forrest went to go see uh, comedy Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp no. and all that good stuff. I think they served food there. I'm not sure. Just because he went to go see them <laughs> uncomfortably doesn't mean we're going to go see you uncomfortably. You're going to come see us and be ultra uncomfortable 
when we call you up on stage. That's right. You're going to be our special guest on stage, Jan Trachtenberg. Come on down. Uh, come on down. Come on to Pop Saga. We will interview you. Uh, we do not pay for interviews. Yep. Um, that is a rule, and we are sticking to that, and we are not going to not stick to that. Um, but uh, So let's give a little overview of the plot. Uh, the year... 1719 and we're and it's set in the great plains um and uh, uh amber mid thunder plays a character called naru and uh she is a young comanche woman she's trained as a healer but she wants to become a great hunter like her brother tabe mm-hmm and uh and so she has a a kick-ass dog uh in this movie um my second favorite character is the dog the dog rules yeah it's pretty cool it's a cool ass dog she gives them hand signals it's uh it's pretty rad um but she uh she witnesses a uh she witnesses the predator spacecraft in the crowd uh, cloud and she thinks that it is a sign that she, it's time for her to ascend and take her, uh, her uh, prove herself to be a hunter. Um, and so she teams up uh, the, her brother and other members of the hunting party reluctantly take her along because she can heal. And uh, they go off to fight a mountain lion that's been uh, that killed one of the uh, killed uh, someone from. Uh, or yeah, that's what that's what happened, right? The uh, the mountain lion kills someone, and they go off to kill it. Um, but she uh, is unfortunately knocked unconscious during the fight, and uh, that's enough to prove to the to her brother and the rest of the tribe that she is not ready for uh to be to do this test and be, to become a great hunter. Even though she wounded the mountain lion, but whatever, not gonna. She did that. great, and they yeah. they get back to that later. They uh, they circle back and, and admit that that happened. But uh, from there, um, because uh, from there it kind of uh, devolves, not devolves, but they they start seeing a lot of different weird other things, and the animals are dying, and the, she sees a you know a field of skinned buffalo. And um, that's when the predator is sort of introduced to the scene, and then it becomes a bit of a it becomes a bit of a cat and mouse game between her, her brother, the predator, other members of the hunting party, and uh, French fur trappers, <laughs> which uh, which I would love to talk about a little bit. So, True. what did you think of these characters, the uh, the French fur trappers? I want to hit you with a little bit of information that I did not know before. Okay. Uh, that what ended up being a a very funny piece of uh, of trivia mm. in the credits. The French fur trappers are not named. Uh, one of them, the the sort of more rotund fellow, is named Big Beard apt. in the credits. Apt. Uh, yep, and the yeah. other one is called Waxed Mustache. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was genius, right? Because the in the movie, the characters speak uh, sometimes in Comanche and sometimes in uh, English, 
But when they introduce the fur tra- trappers, they speak entirely in French, and they do not put subtitles in for them. So you, unless you can speak French, which I cannot, you're as in the dark as Naru is in those moments. And I thought that was a really, really strong choice by uh, by the, the director. Yeah, I mean, I felt like you got the gist of what the hell they were saying anyway. Um, yeah. You know. But you were kind of like, it, they were as alien to her as they are to you. Right. I also interpreted, and maybe it was incorrectly so, that when they did speak English, that was like us listening to them, like, speaking a Comanche, just not... Oh, oh, sure, yeah. Right. It's so like that, Hunt for the Red October. Yeah. They're not, they're not actually speaking English. They're speaking... Uh, they're just like Hunt for the Red October. They 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 speak a Comanche that they slip into English, and you're like, this is just me understanding their language. Yeah, and just like Hunt for Red October, it, it that doesn't come around as it, I don't think there's really any clear way you could really do that that would make you go, oh, I totally get what's going on there. Because remember, it was just like a zoom in and zoom out for Hunt for Red October, and all of a sudden, yeah. John Connor is just like, ladies and gentlemen, don't react kindly to Bullets, yep. uh, you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, yeah, no, so, I mean, go back to the, the fur trader parts. I, for a minute, I was like, no subtitles. What the, oh, okay. I see you. I understand what you're doing. That's good. I don't really want to know what they're saying because I know probably none of them are going to make it out of this. And I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was really interesting because, uh they after they capture her it's not like initially you think like oh god you know what are they oh what are are their plans but it turns out their plans are hey uh i know you know that there is this crazy thing out there that's killing everybody please tell tell us anything you know about it we need to kill this thing it's hunting everybody yeah i know one of them said they wanted to eat the dog too that i know Mm -hmm. and i was just like of course you do yeah, they were like, Sacra Blue, it, it looks delicious. <laughs> I was like, this is everyone trying to eat a dog around here. And you, I'm going to have a dog confit. And you got all those buffalo that you just slaughtered and left alone, assholes. And now you're trying to eat the dog. Get over this. Get over Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. She uh, she initially, Naru initially assumes that this weird, this, this creature, this whatever they're seeing is the thing the responsible for the buffalo but of course we know as the audience that the predator doesn't do that yeah we've been trained enough yeah we we know the rules of the predator society and uh we know that they don't they hunt for sport and they hunt thing only things that can hunt back they don't like uh they don't hunt helpless things that's not their bag yeah, their way they you know they want to hopefully give as good as they get. Uh, yeah, it needs seems... to be a challenge, or it doesn't matter. Yeah, except there there are a couple in here. I was like, Predator, really? Well, here's the thing. This was a genius. This was a genius plot point that I really loved. But the this they don't explicitly state it, but it's clear that this is the very first Predator to ever come to Earth. Because he has like a series of encounters where he's just kind of going up the food chain and trying to figure out what the best hunter is. Uh, I mean, this serves a double purpose, right? Because 
uh, snakes are cold-blooded. And so there's a scene right at the start where a snake uh, kills something and then the predator kills a snake. But he can't see the snake until it kills something that has warm blood on it and then it gets the warm blood on the snake. Uh, that was a, a sort of a genius foreshadowing moment. But it also seemed like the predator was just like, okay, well, the snake kills the mouse. All right, cool. Or the snake kills a rabbit. Neat. I'll rip yeah. out its spine. No problem. <laughs> I gotta rip out a spine when I see something. I kill it. And then, like, he goes from that uh, to the... Uh, what does he kill next? The wolf. Yep, right. The wolf is next. And then the bear. Uh, oh he kills God. a bear. Holy so fuck- shit. Okay. Yeah. Holy I've- shit. <laughs> so I-, I have heard... I've heard several terrible critiques of Prey, and I'm almost certain people who are critiquing it have not seen the whole thing uh, because their critiques are dumb and bad. Mm, uh, but some people, yep, <laughs> they should feel very bad. But they're like, oh, she's a total. How did you, this, all these buff guys with guns, they weren't able to kill the Predator, but one little, uh, little lady's able to do it? This is bullshit. But the Predator in this movie, more than any other movie I've seen a Predator in, aside from maybe when the Predator gets his arm cut off by uh, uh, by uh, Harrington yeah, yeah. in uh, Predator 2, mm-hmm. uh, this Predator gets fucked up so much. <laughs> like, animals are a challenge to it. And it was great to see, especially that bear. He gets in a fist fight with the bear, and the bear really... Uh, really fucks the predator up <laughs> pretty oh, royally. I, I I love this because at a certain point I was gonna be like, why didn't he? Why don't they just come down here and fight bears from here on out? Yeah. But then when you just <laughs> see him literally deck a bear, you go, oh, yeah. oh, he punched a bear in the face, <laughs> straight in the mush. <laughs> he fucked that bear up and I was like oh and then when he uh, bench pressed it over his he head bench was, pressed a bear yeah like, that's terrifying you're just like, the oh. blood reveals the predator you're like oh okay this is the they, they sent down like the dude who probably other predators don't like to be around <laughs> you know they're like uh, send, send you know let's send Craig down there yeah, he's Craig, Craig T. Predator. Yeah, he really gets into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little too much. Yeah, let's let's just go ahead and send him down there. It's fine. Yeah, no, that was um, I to your point. I liked because we kind of got parallels in the movie between the Predator trying to figure out who was the most dangerous to prey, and then uh, Naru as well, like learning how she would like learn. Mm-hmm. from like every encounter or everything it was just like hey if i throw my axe i lose it let me let me go ahead and pull a mortal combat over here to just always being observant and learning from that so i i i, I you know yeah that that made a lot of sense to me in, the, in those parallels and anyone saying anything otherwise that she couldn't do this or whatever you know fucking what about all the the, the, the sexual tyrannosaurus is from the first movie. Bleh. <laughs> Bleh. But like the what's the like dirt before the final encounter, the predator the predator gets bodied so much <laughs> by the, all the creatures on Earth, and I think that like the fact that they uh, introduce it as like the first predator to ever visit Earth, it makes a lot of sense. Like he's literally going around like going okay. Uh, I need to find the most dangerous game, and I'll go back with that skull, and I will be proven in, in the society of the different predators and stuff. 
but I gotta find out. So I gotta fight all sorts of uh, I gotta fight all sorts of critters. And he's just like, "What's this thing? Big furry thing? Oh crap! <laughs> no shit, he bit me. <laughs> that thing's got claws. It really that really hurt." Yeah, the little one even bit me. That was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, that thing wasn't even that big, but man, it really has got some teeth. Yeah, even the little one. The little one nipped at me. Stung. A little spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a cool level of just escalation and kind of giving us this. Because you don't have to hide the boogeyman this time around, right? Like, we can benefit Absolutely. from hanging out with them. Versus kind of waiting to a big reveal because, but, but they did though, right? They like they well, wait a long time to like inter. Like, they have a lot of great character building with uh, Naru and all the different members of the uh, hunting party. I gotta say, Dakota Beavers, who plays Tabe, the yeah, brother, he's pretty, he's pretty cool. He was incredible. I don't. Yeah. I was. I didn't even really see him in the trailers, and I wasn't really expecting a lot. But the dude was like. That he was like one of the like him and Amber Mid uh Mid Thunder were like breakout stars. Like if they're not in a ton of other stuff going forward, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people. I mean, I think with the Dakota, Dakota Beavers, this is like his first real role. There was another one where he did like some stuff just as him. Yeah, yeah. totally. Let's get let's get the, let's let's get everyone who was in this movie some work. Let's do it for sure. And yeah, Amber Mid Thunder was uh, terrific. I love the character. Truly. Uh, and the, yeah. that axe with the rope on it, like you mentioned earlier, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, a little more thing. Mortal Kombat-y, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the kind of thing where it's believable that you would invent that, right? If you threw something and then it, it like, fell and you couldn't get it back, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I needed some way to, like, reel my axe back in. I only got the one. Yeah, I mean, as lazy as I am in real life, yeah, I put strings on most things. Yeah, a pencil, pen, books, yeah. my phone, they've all got strings on them so I can throw them, and <laughs> stick them in a tree and pull them on back. That's it. Uh, but uh, I really love the scene uh, where uh, the, uh, like, she is captured by the hunting party, or, like, after she's captured and, like, beat up by the other members of the hunting party. And uh, she keeps warning them about the fact that the predator is out there, and they don't believe her. And then, like, a bunch of, like, rabbits run towards them, and they're like, ah, oh, we killed a rabbit, hooray. She's like, yeah, but what scared the rabbit? And they're like, oh, right. <laughs> and then the predator shows up, and, of course, they actually get some good shots in. It's not like it's a totally one-sided fight, but, boy, howdy, do they does he kill the crap out of those guys. <laughs> it's some of the goriest predator kills I've seen since the first one or the second one, and I really appreciated it. I mean, definitely the uh, grossness factor on here um, was raised. I'd say this is probably the goriest of the predator movies. I think you're right about that. Yeah, it's, uh, just, it's just brutal in the, the, the ways that you want it to be, that's for sure. Yeah, and he was he was tearing ass left and right. In fact, it felt like once he got to like humans, that's when the predator found his stride. <laughs> he was like, oh, all right, they're all pretty easy to take out. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute, this is fun. I can get these guys. 
and I, I, I'm glad that they introduced the the fur trappers because they had the predator has a ton of really great kills against them, and because they're such despicable like miscreants, you feel no yeah. like there's no pangs of guilt when they die. You're just like, yeah, get them. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, goodbye. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with you. Or just watch. Let's gleefully watch and see how many different ways he takes you out. Or yeah. like, hop and tree to flips tree. that axe around. Oh, <laughs> cool as hell. He fucking re- reflected the bullet, and it just bounced into one dude's head. And I was just like, oh, uh oh, uh oh. And it's like, and of course you have a shield that can chop things. Of course you do. Why don't you? Oh, and it and how it chopped. Oh, did it chop? It chopped so good. Yeah, no, like this predator. You know, like technology-wise, was still real high up there. But I'm glad they just kind of very the the variations were there. Yeah, right. Wasn't that cool? It felt like it felt like a, a member of the same species, but clearly a different cast or something. Like he had different, he had similar sort of technology, but the techno, but used it in a slightly different way that felt authentic to the lore, but it was totally new and interesting. Like instead of having a plasma caster that shoots out like a bolt of plasma with the three dots, uh, the three dots sort of aiming reticle instead he has this three three bolt sort of arrow launcher. It's like a bolt launcher of like steel uh, spikes, and he can launch one per aiming dot, and he can move the aiming dots independently. I, th- I thought that was really a cool evolution of that uh, concept. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a nice reprieve, like everything was. Because everything made a lot more sense. And since he was a very, you know, to your point, very, like, stripped down. I think they call him the feral predator. That's the name that's been kind of going around about him. Mm-hmm. Very much so. You know, it's just like, I have a club. It also has a sword on it. I have a shield. I can throw some arrows. I do got some high-tech gadgets. You know, I went to Space Big Five. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. like... Picked me up some nice things, but nothing too crazy. And, um, you know, even like his, his mask was like biomechanical. It it wasn't like the whole metal plate that you're used to. It was like bone, but then also had some tech like interspaced in it. It was a nice, uh, you know, like it was a nice departure to what we were talking about earlier. All the predators follow-up movies everything just got bigger and more like literally it's like oh they have arm blades these arm blades are even bigger in the next they're one. twice or, as long you know he threw a disc at you now he throws a kite at you you know and, it, and it, yep. it's electric you know it just it just gets insane plasma caster this thing's a plasma howitzer you know just yeah. you know and just to come back to it be like no it just shoots three little fucking bolts in it but that'll still scare the shit out of you yeah, and they are like they are seeking wherever the the uh, laser is pointed, they will uh, seek and hit. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, addition to the arsenal. And uh, I thought it was re- I thought the design was fantastic. The predator was done all using uh, practical effects. Yep. I saw a behind the scenes shot of it. And it looks 
freaking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's doing the screaming. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, Jesus, this thing. It was, and they like they made it more animalistic and even more alien than the original uh, Stan Winston design, uh, which I thought was really successful. It was a really cool look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite Predator look, but it mm-hmm. works. It works for this. I think I'm still. Yeah, uh, it didn't clang for me, but I, I, I think the original one is is yes. still the the best. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Even the you know even the cool extra shit that. The Predator had in Predator 2. Still not my favorite. Yeah, the first one is, like, by far my favorite. But I like... Predator 2 has a weird five head going on that is that is very strange. <laughs> they changed the design in some in some weird ways that, that definitely you're like, why? It, you guys had it. You had it in one. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they just give us... Uh, this species is, you know, in large versus just like, oh, they all look the same. But I don't know. So, like I said, the second one, I think, had cooler shit. But the first one is just like the uh, the you know, the quintessential predator design. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this- there's something about those human eyes and sort of the mouth and like the proportions of the first one just work so well. Uh, also slightly taller. I know it's mm-hmm. really hard to tell, but I know uh, the actors were slightly. Kevin you know, Peter Hall, yeah. And um, hold on, I have his name here. Come on, Dane DeLigro, who played the Predator in Prey. Yep. A little shorter than Kevin Peter mm-hmm. Hall, so like, but yeah. wider too. So like, there's you know lanky versus like muscle. Yeah, but, you know, enjoyable. and Totally enjoyable. Totally. And I yeah. thought that, you know, how, did you think when she fell into that, that quicksand, excuse me, that quicksand or that uh, sort of swampy, marshy area mm. and was covered in mud, did you think, like, oh, this is, like, just going to be sort of a throwback uh, reference to Predator? That's what I thought. I mean, like, even when she, like, got out of it and was, like, resting against a tree... I was like, oh, okay, well, this is gonna, he's gonna show up right now and he's gonna walk by her and then she's gonna figure out, oh, I can, I can, uh, put this mud on me just like in the first movie. But the fact that they didn't do that was really cool. Yeah, I didn't think so when they showed the herb initially and said what it did. I thought that was gonna kind of play into it. And it does, yeah. She has a flower. That is like her medicine, and that uh, it lowers the body temperature of people. And uh, in a really brutal scene, Raphael, the uh, the the only fur trapper who can uh, speak English, gets his uh, leg chopped off by the predator. And uh, uh, Naru uh, helps him out, gives him some of that flower to help him heal. And then the predator shows up, and she realizes, oh damn, he can't see. The guy after I gave uh, Raphael after I gave him uh, the this um, this flower, of course the predator that steps on Raphael's leg that got cut off, and that's it for Raphael. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah, good riddance. Um, uh, but he does give her a gun, a gun that is in Predator Two. Four is called, and everyone praises him. 
Do you remember on the show when I said that that would be the connection? <laughs> Based no. on when this was set? No, you know. Well, roll the tape. No, wait, no, I don't have it. Yeah, I was okay, going to say, mind. you went back and pulled the tape. Good for you. I did not. <laughs> I did not. But go back and listen to the time that I called that this was going to happen, and then it did. Because obviously it would. The, the The dates were too close. They had to connect it somehow. But I love, love, love the fact that this movie references Predator 2, uh, a movie I just cherish so much. I mean, at least they took advantage of it versus not acknowledging it all. It, it, connecting it to the universe in that way makes it a lot more uh, tangible versus all the other ads. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, predators or the predator don't exist in this universe. And we now have yeah. a trilogy that's worth watching. A, a, one of the best trilogies. I love this trilogy. If you just forget about those other movies... Uh, but I, and I also love that this wasn't a movie, this wasn't a prequel that it was obsessed with explaining where the gun came from. They weren't like, oh, that, that wasn't like the, the sort of the, the crux of the movie or the, the big reveal wasn't like, oh, that's where the gun came from. Cause spoiler alert at the end of the movie, they don't explain how the Redditor got it back. They hint at it. With a little bit of uh, of uh, like hide paintings that are playing that are uh, playing during the end credits, they they hint that the predators return, but they don't ever show that like oh this is you know this is how it ended up in Predator Two. They just show it, and I think that that kind of that kind of connection that is just referential and not like trying to explain anything is exactly what I want from a movie that is that is like a prequel like this. Yeah, and I hope they don't. That's the thing. No. I much would rather just leave it as it is and go, okay, cool. Awesome. I hope There's that one little connection and that's it. That's all I need. I agree with you. And I hope that what they do is, I hope they continue to do anthology movies like this. I hope that they just do more movies where it's like, now the Predator is in another time. Now he's in another time. Here he comes back to Earth at this point and kills people. Like, I think that that would be interesting. Uh, don't try to make... Although I would love to see this character come back. Uh, I think that like this is a perfect standalone movie as it is, and I almost don't want them to make another one. Yeah, no, I don't... I, I'm good. I've That's where I've ended up. I don't need everything to be explained for me. I don't need to know where something comes from to enjoy what whatever's, you know been stated i would love to see this character again of course but then i feel like that kind of you know diminishes this a bit because you know the predator comes back and this time it's personal to your point i'd much rather just have, hey let's just tell another story from another age why not i heard someone yeah. refer to it as just assassin's creed it you know what i mean we're just like just yeah. go to different eras and just <laughs> exactly Pick interesting historical times and put the Predator in that, and let's see how that, that people deal with it. That's I think that's the key why this movie works so well, is Dan Trachtenberg figured out what makes Predator movies good, and it is just one person facing off against the Predator, and how do they deal with it? And they don't know anything about it beforehand, and how do they deal with a single Predator? That's still interesting. You don't have to up the game 
in, a, in a, any other way. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Because every time we, we've seen what escalation and upping it has brought to the series. It's it just, doesn't work. Does it? Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. It does. Yeah, I think I think Predators is an interesting movie. I think like the Predators capturing all of like you know they they collect the Earth's like uh, most heinous, heinous killers. <laughs> yeah, and then they like put them in a game reserve and then like hunt them. I think that's an interesting concept, it, but it doesn't feel like the Predator to me. It doesn't feel like the Predator universe to me. Well, it just felt like it was a very complicated way to remake the first movie. Sure. You and know, it felt like trophy hunting, which is like you don't associate that kind of trophy hunting where someone goes to like a big game preserve and they kill an elephant or something, but like the elephant is on tranquilizers and like it was like you know the the deck was stacked against it. You don't look at people who do that and say, "Oh, that was a great hunter." You say that was a rich person who was able to like basically fly an elephant to them and then kill it in their backyard and be like, I'm the greatest. That seems like completely uh, antithetical to like the, the kind of hunter a uh, predator is. And so that sucks. So, <laughs> but I, I'd still, I appreciate the creativity of that movie, but it, it felt very disconnected from the lore as I understood it. Well, I mean, the, the problem is the lore itself is like some of it's open to interpretation, right? Sure. So yeah. just like, yeah, you can just consider that the Predator coming to Earth with its advanced weaponry is just like going to a, a zoo and just being able to pick and choose. He just has to find the toughest person out there, you know, to make it a challenge. Because usually, you know, I mean, look at the second one. He's collecting heads left and right. He's just like, I need, I need, there's one person that really stood out to me, but everybody else was just like chump change. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing. You watch Prey, and you're like, oh, well, he gets it. He understood the first movie. He understood the movie first, the first movie so well, he was able to kind of build something using what was established there and, you know, some ways even directly connected to the first movie with lines yeah. and stuff. You know, like you have to, you know, you have to kind of do that once in a while. There are know? a couple, like, uh, there are a couple of those references and connections, but they aren't so, like, they're not like winking at the audience, and yeah. they're not like uh, they're not so obvious that you kind of roll your eyes. No, like, like you know, the if it bleeds, we can kill it. Hearing yeah. that, perfect. That's a, that's exactly what I want to see. You could you could make that the I got a bad feeling about this for the Predator universe, and I'm okay. Yes, and I think that it's better than saying you're... Uh, because one thing they didn't say in this movie is you're an ugly motherfucker, <laughs> which is... That was the I have a bad feeling about this of the Predator movies mm -hmm. up until that point, and it mm -hmm. broke the streak, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. Uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it is a much better sort of through line to, to carry through. But... Uh, yeah, I just really thought this movie was successful. But um, so we talked about the plot a little bit. But now, John, I want to talk a little bit about the the visuals. Let's talk a little bit about how it looked. Dear God, it's beautiful. Uh, so let's talk about the cinematography. Let's talk about the effects a little bit. Uh, next up in our review. Um, so what did you think? 
uh, of the general cinematography of this movie? How did it did it did, how did it strike you? I thought it shot pretty well. Yeah, um, I didn't have anything that jumped out at me. Made me go like, "What is this?" Um, shots were framed well. Anything that just took place in actual nature looked like they chose some real nice locations for it. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, some of the lighting, depending on where you were at, since they were trying to use a lot of natural light, um, kind of uh, like the part where she was fighting the mountain lion, they were trying to use, you know, the moonlight and the natural light. And I don't know if it was as successful because it was probably a little too dark for me. Um, but yeah, in terms of how everything was framed, how the action was paced and everything, I thought the I thought they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably say like probably some of the weakest points for me were the just the CG. Some of it. Some of it was good. Some of it wasn't very good. Definitely mm -hmm. kind of felt like it had that um almost like direct to streaming service type of effects you know like maybe a tv show with a big budget but you know some of it was some of it kind of remind me of wheel of time a little bit like that mountain lion shot it's a cool shot but that was ooh, the, the cg was rough on that yeah, you can tell that their budget wasn't exactly that big, uh, but I thought that they, they did a good job by using CG super sparingly. Yes, uh, yes. They, the bear was, they like shot it, of, you know, for the most part. There were a couple of close-up shots, and that's when it really breaks down. But for the most part, they shot it from far away, and they shot it in motion. And so it was not too too distracting, but I agree the CG wasn't great. But you know, with in these days of like people, uh, you know, you know, really working their VFX artists to the bone, um, and you know the huge turnover and like lack of pay in that industry, I appreciated like you know they didn't really lean on that. They instead leaned on traditional filmmaking techniques and uh uh practical effects and i think the the movies when it uses that it definitely uh is better for it i agree the uh cinematography was fantastic they shot it in calgary alberta canada and uh it captured that sort of wide open feeling and and uh, sort of untouched and unspoiled nature uh, that I think that you really uh, want to see in a, uh, in a movie that takes place in 1719. And so I thought that, that just like you said, anytime it's in nature, it really works. Anytime there's CG, it doesn't really work. But I thought that they included a bunch of interesting locations. They had like a burned out forest. They had, they had like wide open plains and they had sort of like a, uh, a dense pine forest and stuff and, and rivers. And, and I thought everything looked beautiful and it felt very, it felt like it never really took you out of the, out of the movie. And I thought, of course we talked about it a little bit, but the practical effects on the predator were fantastic. The puppetry was really good. And the fact that they had like the mask that kind of included the mandibles was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, I uh, definitely like, when it was practical, it was 
it, it was a major success there. And I think it really kind of uh, pays credit to the, like, the Predator and how that was designed, even though, again, maybe not our favorite, it definitely worked so well um, mm-hmm. that it felt like real within the environment and that is coupled with you know how they decided to shoot the action and everything else too which i thought was if again for like his second real film and quote unquote you know his second real film the action in this was uh top notch i really enjoyed and thought it was shot and framed well for those who don't know when i watch action movies i don't really like quick cuts i think the quick cuts was like a byproduct of the early 2000s and people are starting to get away from that and doing these more thank god right yeah it just was i can't so confusing i can't follow it maybe i'm just getting old but i can't follow the action when it's like when it's close up and quick cuts i don't know what's going on i mean you know i love the nolan batman movies but the action in them are some of the like what what okay so what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. What's going on there? He's just throwing elbows, you know, and that he got such criticism in Batman Begins that they had to kind of spread that out in Dark Knight and it made for better action in that movie. But like, this was totally uh, awesome. Yeah, I agree. And of course, uh, we mentioned before, but uh, Naro's companion, uh, the, her dog was played by a Carolina dog named Coco, who was adopted and trained specifically for the film. Um, And initially, uh, the dog was supposed to be in uh, not that many scenes, uh, but because uh, the The, the Coco was... was, Well, the Coco was so well, was so, took so well to the training and had a lot of, like, energy and presence, they were able to, like, include... The dog in many, uh, a couple of more scenes and uh, some of the action sequences. I mean, you get a fool me that that dog was trained for like a couple of months. Was, right? Like, so I was like, I looked at that dog. I was like, looked at Batman, be like, Batman, why can't you be like that dog? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I had the same feeling with my dog. I was like, oh, this dog's so cool that I look over <laughs> at my snoring, stinky dog. And I was like, you would never do this. Yeah, you, you, we couldn't get you <laughs> to do that at all. I can't treat you in sign language to help me kill a bear. Yeah, nothing. You'd see that bear, your ass would just run off and let me get eaten. I know you would. I know You'd you bark would. at the bear until it got close enough, and then you'd get the F out of there. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen yeah. you. You might, or fart at the dog at the very least. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that would scare away the bear. Yeah, knowing how Batman goes, for sure. Oof. But, oh, no. Like you said, this is probably, like, the the second best thing about the movie is this dog, for sure. Um, Truly. Yeah. We just And, obviously, like, time-appropriate-looking dog. You know, it wasn't just like like a Bichon Frise or something like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was not a yeah, it was not a Brussels Griffon. Yeah, uh, this was like it just looked like a dog. It looked like very close to like uh, a dingo or some sort of more feral, yeah. uh, unevolved like unbred dog. Yeah, I forget what that dog is called. But yeah, it's pretty much just like this is what a feral dog would look like. And I was like, wow, 
beautiful. <laughs> like amazing. It's uh the the breed is Carolina dog. It's not from Carolina. The breed is Carolina dog. It's also called a yellow dog, a mm. American dingo, or a Dixie dingo. <laughs> I'm going Dixie dingo. Dixie there dingo cuz American dingo is just like eh. And I'm not <laughs> going to Dixie dingo. And I'm not going to call it a Carolina dog. Especially if it's not a... because it's from Carolina. <laughs> Yes, I go. tell you, sometimes when people get the rights to name shit, you just got to wonder where they look. Uh, I'm going to call that a fan dog. Fan dog. Yeah. Did you, did you just call it fan dog because you looked at a fan? Nope. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. You sure now? Yeah, it was because I looked at a fan. Terrible. <laughs> right? Nice name, uh, you uncreative piece of garbage. Uh, but, uh, yeah, according to the article on Wikipedia, the historical accuracy is pretty good. Uh, they had a a cultural consultant on the movie, uh, all the time, uh, and they provided binders of reference materials to the production team and, uh, even, uh, advised them on creating a period accurate toothbrush, which was a great moment in the film. Um, and, uh, it, it seems to be as far as the people are saying right now, it, it seems to be fairly historically accurate. So I'm not going to go to bat for it necessarily, but that's what people are saying at the moment. Um, but, uh, so let's get into the next segment of our, the next and final segment of our review and that is the moments that you absolutely loved. That's right. <laughs> now I know why you don't clear this with me, because you just want to get them sound so you can play them. Uh, you got me. Um, so let's talk about the scenes that were our favorite in the movie, the scenes we can't live without, the scenes we absolutely loved in the movie Prey 2022 Hulu exclusive, which is a total crime, uh, because I would have killed to see this on the big screen and hopefully maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe I'll put it on a big screen. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. I'll rent out a theater and make them play it for me. Here, I got the Hulu membership. Just, I'll put Just it in my code. Just type it in. Don't look. Don't look. Uh, don't look at my password. Uh, but John, what were your, some of your favorite mo- uh, scenes from the movie? Uh, the the bear fight. Mm-hmm. Just because, just watching him deck that bear was. Uh, I just went. Oh, 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 oh. That was exactly the sound I made. Yeah. Uh, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit!" When he picked him up, I was like, "Oh no!" And he's covered in blood. Oh my god, that's got to be the most unsettling thing you could ever see. Um, something that wasn't there all of a sudden appeared just in this bloody visage. Um, mm-hmm. That was it, and then uh, of course, like the uh, the French fur trader. Uh, ass whooping show showdown um uh jamboree that holy shit that how it was shot the the we didn't even talk about the fact that he has like uh a predator slap bracelet of doom 
Oh, right. That thing is so gnarly. <laughs> it is the Predator Snap Bracelet of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a thing of spikes that curls up and like, uh, it's sort of like, well, actually they do, man, in this movie, we get to see the net uh, do its dirty work more than any other movie we have seen, the, yeah. the constricting net. It yeah. goes through a person, through a tree, and all that is left is people cubes and sawdust. Yeah, yeah it gibbed him. <laughs> it gibbed that gibbed dude. It gibbed him good. Yeah, holy shit. Um, but yeah, just like when he just took that bracelet and just tosses it at that dude's leg, and the dude's leg just like disappears. You're like, oh. Oh, okay. And there's just the part where he's just running. He's just literally like hopping from tree to tree, and you just go... GTFO. Like, I don't know what I would do if I saw that, but seriously. I, I also like because it was kind of, it was captured in the fog, but it wasn't nighttime. You know, like, and if he did show up, you were going to see a little bit of him. And he was mm -hmm. okay with that. Like, there's something, I think, scarier when, like, the boogeyman shows up in broad daylight. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so just everything from that point. Was just like just gold, yeah, tossing the axe, use shield. My favorite, and then um, their end confrontation, like when she runs off the tree. Mm -hmm. You know the CG, and that was like, but that was just that's what I wanted to see. Just like ah, like just hacking into him and shit. I was just I was for it. Yeah, that that scene was fantastic. I agree. I agree with all of your uh, all of your picks, and I will say that my final sort of addition to that is the scene where the when uh, you know if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this part. But when when Naru uh, kills the predator, uh, the predator has one of those moments that you see in a lot of movies where he goes, "Oh, oh." Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably the one part where I'm a little. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I love the part like, oh, because <laughs> uh, like oh. it's a really novel. Like she sees the predator with it's like because she's she witnesses the the fact that like these lasers, wherever these lasers point, this red dot appears. Uh, a bolt goes from the predator. Mm -hmm. And so at one point, like, you know, when she is, she uses the gun that she gets from uh, one of the French fur trappers and uh, she uses it to, to knock off the predator's mask. And then she just steals it and sets it up and sort of like does the same sort of, uh, you know, she, the, you know, when, uh, when uh, Dutch is in the, that crevice and he, he's like goading the predator to come and get him. Uh, and to you know when he's like, oh, uh, uh, come on, kill me, I'm here. Yep. Come on, and uh, the predator doesn't. This time, the predator does go into the bog after her, and because uh, it can't see its helmet because it can only use it, it, it can only see in heat vision. Uh, once it activates its little, uh, you know, uh, its uh, what do you call it? its bolts. Mm -hmm. uh it actually it's it turns out the bolts like the the laser guidance for that is pointing right at the predator's head and it like the bolt 
flies towards her, then swings around and kills the predator. And the predator has that moment. Uh oh. Yeah, that's probably like the one part where I'm like, eh. That's I love that. No, well, well, like I mean, I don't know how you have the like the predator snipe something other than that, but it was a little to me. It was a little too comical. Like, <laughs> it was just, a like, little funny. Hey, oh, do. Oh, here comes the judge, and then he's, <laughs> and then he's dead. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. All the rest of those, the 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 scene in the burnt forest where he's jumping from tree to tree, uh, and, and uh, killing all the fur trappers. When he uses the the when he uses the um, bear trap to kill a guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was incredible. Um, the kills in general were fantastic. Uh, the, uh, the fight scenes were fantastic. The bear part, even though the bear's little dodgy CG was great. Uh, just an all around fantastic movie. It is mm-hmm. the, it is, I'm kind of waffling back and forth, but I think to me it might be, it's either the first or second predator movie in my ranking. I love it so much. <laughs> It's hard to say. The first Predator movie is so perfect. It's hard to to think that anything would dethrone that. But this movie has better character development. Like the characters have growth in this movie that they don't have in the original Predator, and that almost puts it over the top. I don't know. I have to sit with it more. But it's at it's at the very least my second favorite Predator movie of all time. It is. Uh, it is there. It's for sure. Probably my second favorite one. Because Predator 2 is fantastic. I love it. Predator 2 love it. did not get the credit it deserved when it came out. It is a really good follow-up. It's like really legitimately a good follow-up. It's a great sequel. And it it's a great third movie. But it's like, for right now, for me, it's Predator, Prey, Predator 2. I mean, it was uh, the most it was the most successful Predator sequel to 2022, and that's from what 20 or from 1990 so it had a very long run of being the second best predator movie yeah it was the <laughs> it was the second first but it was the second best predator movie for 32 years good run good yeah, run it's pretty good someone finally figured out something to you know bring it back to its roots a little bit more made for a delightful movie yeah i mean for me it's predator prey than predator 2 yeah me too. Yeah, yeah, I that's think that that's thing. that's my ranking right now, and it might flip flop. I got to see Prey a couple more times, see how I really feel about it. But I, I've been, you know, uh, you and I are both huge Predator fans, and I have been waiting. Every Predator movie that has come out, I have wanted it to be good, and I have been consistently disappointed by the fact that they just don't seem to get what was good about those first two movies, and that's why I love this movie because the uh, director and the who happens to also be the writer obviously understood what is good about these movies and he and it is just like a this feels like a natural extension of the franchise and i want to see more just in this vein i don't need every one to be like a one-up of the previous one just you know uh, give me a, a, a give me a competent hunter versus a a competent space hunter and that is an interesting movie yeah interesting enough doesn't need to be much more than that because 
proven time and time again, try to make it more interesting. It just makes it more ridiculous. It just adds complexity, and complexity doesn't equal quality. And I yep. think that's here, here. That's just well, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, all right, so uh, here we go. Now we're gonna give uh, this is our new Pop Saga ranking system, and and uh, I have given this zero thought. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> so, so um, let's see. Uh, how many? Uh, how many? pops out of 10 sagas do you get? we'll work on it we'll get there yeah <laughs> uh, a super fan chad if you want to uh, clearly tell us what this ranking system should be called uh feel free to <laughs> yeah anyone out there any fan who's listening to this and wants to write into any of our social media or our email or our or, or on discord do you want do you have a suggestion of what our ranking should be we've never done this before so what should Pop Saga's ranking be? Should it be one out of five cans of Fresca? No. And the, the more Fresca it gets, the worse the movie actually is. So a one is good and a five is bad. Uh, or should it just be a one out of ten? Should it be a percentage system? You tell us. But uh, I think today we're just going to go from one to ten. What is your rating, ranking of 2022's Hulu exclusive Prey? The one being the worst, ten being the best. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna give Predator a ten out of ten, because it's in my top ten movies of all time, sure. Then I'll give Prey a nine. Why not? Yep. Yeah, I agree. I am there, right there with you. It gets nines all around. That's right. It's our first agreed upon. Uh, it's our first double score, double nines, fantastic. We've done it again. <laughs> All I do Not... is win, 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 no matter what. That's right. Pray you win. Dan Tragedbird, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Your you movie rules. You will not mm-hmm. be paid. You will not be paid. Uh, you will, it will be a bad interview, but come on the show. <laughs> hey, what do you, you're a fellow podcaster. Uh, help a fellow podcaster out, uh, and uh, and come on down. But uh, there you got, there you have it. Our very first uh, official review on the show, and Prey gets a nine out of ten from both of us. Well, I think that is going to do it for us for today for this episode. And I want to thank everyone out there for joining us and. Why don't you take it away, uh, you Junta Forest? A big thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, We want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye.
thank you, you two that forest. Remember, folks, <laughs> we're here. We'll always be here. We'll be here every Thursday for you. Come back. Come on. Come on. We're here. I mean it. We're here. You should come here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in uh -huh. to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> you want the hype? I got you. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go.